a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, Tim Dillon Show from Austin, Texas. Ray Kump um, has come down with COVID, and uh, which I knew was going to happen. I should not have even had him uh, come here. I should have canceled my uh, Christmas festivities, but I did not. I brought him and Lucy, uh, his girlfriend, who you know from his podcast. And this was like the first time they had left their house in a very long time. They contracted COVID immediately. The symptoms are mild. Um, they're at the Four Seasons right now um, on uh, uh, my credit card ordering room service, curing themselves of COVID. They're having a hot chocolate service. The last time uh, I stopped by the room, they're having a hot chocolate and churros and marshmallows. And, and then I'm moving him into my back house until he tests negative and he can fly. He sent me a list of foods that he wanted for groceries, and they were lentil soup, mac and cheese. Now, imagine you have COVID, and you're sending someone to the store. You would think you might get water or orange juice. Pedialyte. Please stop. That's your, you're done now for your contribution. Right. Every time I look at you doesn't mean I want you to talk. Right, right. Thank you. Uh but you would think you, you, you would get water, vitamin D, vitamin C, whatever. Uh, nobody gets Pedialyte, by the way. Who gets Pedialyte? People that want to be rehydrated? From a COVID? I've never heard anyone get Pedialyte. That's like something drunks take when they're fucked up all night. Right? I don't know. It's, if, if you're really dehydrated, I've heard that's like the, the trick. It's for like people Pedialyte. that are on Molly all night. I think the next day if they're like drunk. I haven't heard of like Pedialyte for COVID, but um, listen to this list of groceries. Lentil soup, which is probably an accident. Mac and cheese, peanut butter and jelly, country white type bread, penne pasta, jar sauce, eggs, canned coffee like Starbucks or something similar. So that's how they're going to get over the COVID is with the macaroni and cheese and peanut butter and jelly and penne pasta. I got to go out to the grocery store and get this for them. And I will put it in, a, uh, in the cupboards and in the uh, refrigerator so they can go and uh, destroy my home. But this is when you invite people to your uh, place of residence for a holiday and they get sick with COVID. This is what happens. Colin Powell said to George W. Bush about Iraq, if you break it, you own it. 
I broke it. Now I own it. I own them now. They are my responsibility until they test negative, which is happening to a, a lot of different people. People come to your house. You think they're going to be there, uh, you know, 12 hours. Oh, nah. They uh, All of a sudden, they test positive. Now you got to figure something out. Got to put them in a room or an attic or a basement. Got to put them in a panic room. Got to lock them outside in a kennel until they test negative, which could be seven, eight, nine, ten. God help us, fifteen day. I mean, you'd really hope that they test negative sooner rather than later. But until that, I have. Uh, they'll be eating macaroni and cheese. That is a list of food. If you if you didn't want to heal from COVID, if you wanted to just get COVID, you would eat that food. That would be the food that you would eat. Uh, macaroni and cheese, peanut butter and jelly, penne pasta, jar sauce. I like that he specified jar sauce because otherwise I would have been cooking. I go, oh, I'll, ma- I'll make a sauce for them. Hopefully they're doing well. They have uh, very mild symptoms. They probably got the Omicron, which is a head cold. They're vaccinated. Um, but, you know, now it's, uh, it's I got, uh, I got everybody uh, it's, uh, around me is getting sick. It's the final wave of uh, the COVID here. You know, God willing. And uh, everybody's got it. Ben's wife thought she had it, but she might not have. Everybody uh, has this, or everybody's at least panicked with the idea that they they may have it. Now, the real interesting people are the people that have not gotten it yet. The people that are two years into the pandemic and have not gotten it yet. They're either immune or, for whatever reason, I mean, those people are walking around completely panicked that at any moment their time is going to be up. I don't know how you haven't gotten it up until now, but Ben was one of those people. Ben was one of those people um, that didn't get it, and he just got it. This is the wave where people that haven't gotten it are going to get it. This is the highly transmissible one. So even if you're like Ben and you do so little, and you're usually on a golf course or you, you do very little, even someone like him, who barely works, can get it. You, you got to imagine if he can get it, if Ben can get it, anyone can get it. If Ben can get it, a toothless hermit who lives in a ramshackle old cabin by the lake can get it because they do the same amount. So if Ben is unsafe from this, that means anyone can get I mean, any human being engaged in any level of effort, any level of work can pick this up. Walk across the street by mistake, you can get it. So, now of course it was mild uh, for most people. It was not mild for you. It was, you got really sick. You were very sick, right? Yes, I was. Yeah, and, and how long were you, and, and you're, uh, you're not fat, no, and I take my vitamins. And you take your vitamins, but it can still make you sick. Yes. And you you were at home uh, being sick while I was on the road 
earning. Why well, I may have had Delta. You may have had the other variant. That's right. Perhaps. We don't know. Or you had the Omicron and you were just kind of playing it up. That's possible, yeah. You were maybe playing it up a little bit. I wasn't, but it's a possibility. A little I, bit I could be you lying. might have been playing it up, I think. Because Ray Kump, who is 800 pounds, is doing relatively fine. He can type out, get me mac and cheese. But you, who are svelte and in good shape, were like moaning and crying and like rolling all around on the floor. Don't you, aren't you slightly ashamed of that? Raymond is soldiering through being the fattest person either one of us have ever met in real life. And you, a relatively in great shape person, completely fell apart. Are you not a little ashamed at that? Yeah, it's, it's messed with my head a little bit. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Odd. But this is what happens, this is what happens, uh, I think, sometimes when we allow ourselves to not uh, think of our mission and our purpose, right? And instead of thinking of our mission and our purpose, this program, uh, all the things we try to accomplish and do, you decide to go and get sick during the final days of the tour, a tour that you had complained about and you had been very upset about because it was very hard for you to, like, take planes. You would talk about how hard it is to get on the plane. And then, would they, did they ask you to fly any of the planes? No, right? It was just primarily, well, you would sit on the plane and you, you didn't like it. It was very hard for you. All the adoring fans and the people that would come to you and say hello, it was very hard for you. So it was odd that in the last few days of the tour... You just crapped out. I'm raising my hand. Yeah. May I suggest something? No, you're 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 free to speak. Perhaps. Now, I'm judging this because Ray has COVID, right? And tested positive. That like, is true. Like me. And when you tested positive, you tested a very faint line. She said, I I was sitting there in the mm -hmm. kitchen. No, no, no. I was sitting there in the kitchen. And Joe Rogan's witch doctor, QAnon nurse, came over. And you tested a very faint line mm -hmm. that was almost on the edge of you not having it. Yes. That is correct. Okay, so... Now, go on with what you're going to say. Okay, so I wasn't feeling that bad at the moment. I didn't right. get any sleep, but I was sweating. But I was right. like, I'm pretty sure I have COVID, right? Right. So now Raymond is over here day two, day three. He's fine. But what, what happened with me is I got the Regeneron immediately. And then I started feeling bad. So maybe the Regeneron is what made me sick. Perhaps. Or... Do you want to hear my theory? Okay. Do you want to hear my theory? Sure. I believe you had been complaining to your wife. No, I truly believe this. I believe you have been complaining okay. to your wife that you had to work. Mm -hmm. Because we know that you, the bane of your... Okay, why are you raising your hand again? <laughs> I have not even advanced my theory. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, because... It, no, I, I'm, I'm dead serious. There's Something's up. <clears throat> something's up and we need to figure out what it is because this seems now you almost did it again where you said your wife was sick and then but then you finally came back 
But like you did it. You were trying to do it again. What and stay in Abilene, Texas? With I my don't wife? know, but you were, you were cooking something up no, again. No. You were, and everyone knows it, and the fans will know it. No, They'll no. hear it in your voice. What were you saying? Okay, stop raising your hand, you freak. What were you saying now? What I'm saying will is, will you be? Can I? Can I ask for your honesty? Yes. Can I ask for your honesty? For yes. the love of God, yes. can you please just be honest for Christ and not? Continue to obfuscate, continue to lie, continue to, um, you know, basically completely and utterly disrespect <laughs> myself in this program and the fans. But what were you going to say? Well, if I had a positive test, why would I play up being really sick while you're gone? Because all I need would be a positive test. That's my ace in the hole. And then I wouldn't have to go on the last three days. Your test was barely positive. Truly. I don't know what you cooked up with that witch before I got there. Your test was barely positive. And then you decided to have a throw a pity party for yourself for an entire week where you threw a big pity party. And then you got your wife in on it. And when you went to the, the in-laws for fried biscuits or whatever they were going to serve you, you then tried to pitch her that she should take the fall for a week so you two didn't have to come back and you didn't have to do any work. Now, I know that, you're, that this is some kind of ridiculous statement, but it's very odd that Ray Kump, okay? Mm -hmm. Ray Kump, who weighs as much as a Chevy Tahoe, it truly... Not a Suburban, but at least a Tahoe. A Tahoe. Yeah. More than a Traverse. He, more than an Equinox. Yes. He is doing, uh, doing, this, doing well. And Ben Avery, a lanky person, was unable to handle this. I'm just throwing it out there. Hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I'm just, I'm just saying that we see you and what you believe and who you are. Adam McKay's new movie, Don't Look Up, Getting Panned. Why don't people like it? It's about climate change. Adam McKay, the brilliant comedic director of things like Step Brothers and Anchorman, no longer wants to make stand-up comedy. He said making movies about white guys in suits doesn't feel right because those white guys in suits have ruined the world. So he doesn't want to laugh at that anymore. This is uh, from Adam McKay. I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what he said. So now he wants to make films about important, uh, impactful issues like climate change. The problem is a lot of people don't think it's good. Now, I don't know how many people, you know, I just know that he's got Leonardo DiCaprio in it, right? Uh, you also have uh, Jonah Hill. He's got Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep. Mm -hmm. He's got a great cast. Mm -hmm. The problem is they say it's a little heavy-handed, I guess, in the... Uh, the messaging? Yes. I haven't got to see it yet, but it's, it seems to be getting it's panned by everybody. not that good. Yeah. Well, nothing's going to be good when it's um, about an ideology rather than a story, uh, if it's a movie. I, I mean, ideologies aren't necessarily designed to be movies. So even if they're correct, even if they're the right one, um, it's, it's probably not going to be that good.
Vice was not good. He's actually not good at this. He's good at making those movies about silly white guys in suits because he is a silly white guy in a suit. What he's not is this like, you know, um, he's not Francis Ford Coppola. He's not. And I don't care. I mean, I, I, I don't care. He's never going to do anything with me anyway. But, he, he, you know, he made the big short. And that was fun. But that was the edge of what he could do. Like, that was as serious as he could do it. And he had Margot Robbie in a tub explaining, like, credit default swaps. Like, it wasn't that serious. But he's a genius. And what he's done with comedy is amazing. He's left his stamp, him and Will Farrell on comedy. Um, but this stuff that he's doing now that he wants to do because he wants the Emmys, he wants the awards, the articles, it's not going to be good. And a lot of people, uh, you know, have been kind of saying that. Have the critics... Yeah, I got Roger Ebert's website right here. What did he say? What did Roger Ebert say? Well, he's since passed away, but I believe Nick Allen is, like, running it now. He's like, Oh, good. I forgot that Roger Ebert died. They're carrying on the spirit of Did he die of COVID last week with you? Is that what happened to Roger Ebert? He got COVID at the end of the tour and he had to lay in a bathtub for seven days? It's almost irrelevant that this is McKay's worst film yet because there's something far more maddening about the promise of the potential and the importance that Don't Look Up foists upon itself. This is, of course, about global warming and how we're not doing enough about it. A funny premise for a star-studded comedy with disturbing stakes. But McKay has filled this parable with hot air, wanting us to marvel at and then choke on its mediocre jokes. So Nick Allen's sort of ripping it to shreds there. From what I've heard, it's just not funny, which right. which you don't want to. That's the last thing you want when making a comedy is someone to say it's it's not a comedy. Well, I don't think he wants to be funny. Oh, interesting. I mean, this is the point is that he doesn't want to be funny. Comedy is no longer about being funny. It's about having people go, yeah, you're right about that. So I don't think Adam McKay is disturbed by that. I mean, maybe he is. But, I mean, this is a dude who said, I don't want to make any comedies anymore. I want to make the type of comedy that uh, people in, in, in my circle will like. My circle of polite multimillionaires who will then say... Oh, that's so important. Such an important issue. Thank you. And, you know, that seems to be what he wants to do. So he's accomplished that. He did it. It's not for you anymore, dummy. They hate you. They don't want you to laugh at what they do. They don't think you're a human being. They don't value you. They don't think you should own a car. They don't think you should be able to drive anywhere. They don't believe you should choose your job. They don't believe you should have free speech. They don't believe you should be allowed to go on the internet and say what you want to say. They barely believe you should be able to vote. Um, yeah, and, and they don't care that you like their movie on top of that. And icing on the cake, they don't care if you think they're funny anymore. Does not matter to them. That, that ship has sailed. You were lucky... They don't want you to have custody of your own children. They don't give a fuck if you like their movie. Truly. Seth Rogen doesn't care if you like, uh, w- what did they just make? Abort- uh, abortion, Mrs. Claus. Santa Whatever Inc. it is. What is it called? Santa Inc. Santa Inc., right, about Sarah Silverman, Blackface Sarah, 
who was very funny at one point, uh, but is now spends uh, all her time on a podcast apologizing to random people because she said the N word in 2004. Why don't you go? Why don't you go help someone that needs help instead of sitting on your podcast and apologizing? It, it, this is self-serving shit here. So everyone that I grew up liking has become cringe, and it's it's really truly disgusting. And the answer is not to make like you know Ben Shapiro, Charlie Kirk, uh, fantasies about you know uh, female uh, snipers killing school shooters. Yeah. No, that movie's good, Tim. You don't really get yeah. Fuck you. Maybe it is good. I don't care. That's not the answer either. The answer isn't to get a bunch of, a bunch of conservative psychopaths together to make uh, right-wing movies either, okay? But, yeah, they don't give a shit if you like their movie. That shouldn't shock you. Nobody cares. It's not about, like, it's not about, like, being uh, funny. It's about, or it's about pissing people off and making other people happy, which is should be the essence of comedy. But when it's, when it's strictly about politics all the fucking time, and there's no other element that anybody thinks about when they make something, everything will suck. Things will be bad. Comedy is the gray area. Comedy should live in the area that is not explicitly defined by who somebody voted for. There are deeper things about the human experience that we can convey besides who somebody voted for. It's silly now. And, um, yeah, but, you know, good luck. Good luck, everyone. I, I hope that you enjoy it, and maybe it is good. Maybe I'll love it. Maybe I love it. What if I like it? And I tell everyone to go fuck off. I want to talk about this story. A bodybuilder killed his parents in Long Island in a $3 million home. I love where I grew up so much, and I have so much pride in it, and that's why I get upset with Ben when he lies about COVID because I've taken him to the greatest place he'll ever be, Long Island, New York, and I've allowed him to meet these people. I've acted as a tour guide and showed him the promised land. A uh, bodybuilder in New York killed his parents. He shot them on Christmas morning. It's a Long Island Christmas story. A bodybuilder who had a little roid rage shot. Both of his parents in the face on Christmas morning. Do you have the story, Ben? Yes, his name Tell is Dino. <laughs> his name was Dino? Yes. Tell the people about Dino and his final act. He didn't kill himself. He's still around. I believe, yeah, he was arrested. So this is a 29-year-old bodybuilder from Brooklyn, according to cops in a report. Pumped up Dino Tomasetti. Dino is accused of shooting his 65-year-old father in the back and 64-year-old mother in the head. Dino! At their Tony Hewlett Harbor home just after 10 a.m. Merry Christmas, Dino! <laughs> Hewlett Harbor is a nice area of uh, Long Island. Mm -hmm. I like that area a lot. $3 million house? 
And so now daddy got it in the back, and he shot mommy in the head? Mm-hmm. That's right. So then- What's the- that song, uh, Santa Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Mm-hmm. Or Grandma Got Run Over by Is a Reindeer? Is that it? Yeah. Yes, that's the song. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Mm-hmm. It's like, how does it go? Oh, I'll play it for you right now. Play it. Dino, baby. Uh, so there's a lot of iterations. Let me, uh, I think this is a good one. Dino shot his mommy in the head. Then he shot Papa in the back. They were having fun at Hewlett Harbor, where everyone is Jewish, no one's black. That's just demographics. Dino said, I'm upset. And he shot his parents right in the head. Merry Christmas. It's fun, and you saw a trail of blood, and on those heated kitchen floors you saw a trail of blood. All right. I feel bad. Do we know why he did this? Uh, so let's see. He fled because to New- one thing I've learned mm-hmm. about family is that it can be trying. I mean, really. I'm never advocating killing your parents here's what i'm saying family in general especially during the holidays ben Mm -hmm. can be trying yes right yes now is it so trying that you would shoot your mother in the head on christmas morning (laughs) you'd hope not right sure but i don't know so where did did he flee after this yes he fled I'm trying to figure out. Uh, it it doesn't seem that we have a motive. Come yet. to Austin, Texas, Dino. Come right down here to Austin, Texas. We got your back. Supposedly, Dino and the mother were best friends. Is what I'm reading. It's, it's everybody is shocked by this news. The mother owned a dance studio, stars on Broadway and Lindbrook. Mm. A woman outside of Dino's building in East Williamsburg who identified herself as his best friend told the Post that he's definitely not a violent person. I mean, he looks very violent. In Long Island, when people say they're not a violent person, it means they're incredibly violent. I know people that's been said about, and that usually means uh, they're uh, incredibly violent. He's not a violent person. You know, he'd get in fights here and there. Occasionally, he's been arrested a few times. Mm. You know, battery, small time, B&E. He broke into his ex-girlfriend's apartment once, smashed your head through the wall. But, you know, he's not a violent guy. You know, we came home a few times. He had a gang war in the street. Just a bunch of people beating each other with chains and bats. But he's not really a violent guy. I feel bad. I don't want to make fun of this horror. Well, but I, I have some good news. The parents are alive. They're in critical Wait condition. a minute. Hold on. <laughs> hey, I smell a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> I smell a miracle. Ben, I can't believe you buried the lead. Because I here, I thought this story was going to be sad. 
I thought it was going to be irredeemably tragic. But now, Benjamin Avery, our honest producer, is telling us the the parents are not dead. They're not dead. They're uh, the father is in the most serious uh, condition right now, but neither uh, parent has died as of the current moment. Mom was shot in the head, mm-hmm. and dad in the back. Dad was shot in the back. In the back. Mm-hmm. But nobody's dead. Right? No, and, and the police have not released a motive for the shootings, no, nor have they updated the public yet on the condition of the victims. So there's a chance that next year, next Christmas, they're all sitting at a table, eating dinner mm-hmm. with Dino, mom and dad, in the house, after he's gotten psychiatric help, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But I think they'll still put him in jail for this, even if the parents don't press charges. So here's here's something interesting, Tim. This is an interesting uh, little side note. I don't want to chase rabbits with this story, but it says... What? You don't want to what? Chase rabbits. You mean go down a rabbit hole? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of making a ma- Matrix refer- reference, I guess. We just You're saw Matrix You're making for- a Matrix reference. Yeah. Why? Because I don't, I don't want to like veer off into the, into the uh, the weeds here. I'm, I'm trying to stay on the story. But, but why would you say chase rabbits? Is that not an expression to to use? It's a rabbit hole. You go down a rabbit hole. Okay, that's fair. You sound crazy. <laughs> I was just listening to the Matrix soundtrack on the way here. I don't know why you made me see that the other night. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> so it says here. A 2006 New York Times profile detailed how Dino Sr. was once indicted for allegedly illegally paying off union brass throughout the span of a decade. Federal prosecutors had also linked him to organized crime figures. Now, is this significant? It could be. Or is this everybody in Long Island? They, they have links to That is also guys. true. Hmm. Here are the three things about this story. Everybody on Long Island's a criminal. Everybody on Long Island has paid off somebody. Mm-hmm. And everybody on Long Island's kid wants to shoot him in the head. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. So we've got three definites. Everybody's corrupt, and everybody has a kid. Listen, I, I love my family. All of my friends love their family. I, I can count. On my two hands, the times I've seriously thought about murdering both of my parents, like started to make a plan. Now, most people I know have felt the same way. I don't mean it's a passing thought. I mean, considering killing both of them and fleeing and actually planning it out in my head. I've done that about seven or eight times. Most people I know on Long Island, have done exactly that, where they've planned out how they would kill their parents and they would get away with it. Now, maybe that's something people where you grew up don't do, but it's kind of a rite of passage. It's sort of a coming of age. If you can't fantasize about beating your parents bloody with a bat, I used to fantasize about beating my parents bloody with a metal bat. To the point where there was so much blood going down their faces, you couldn't even see 
who was who. They were so bloody. And I always thought about it around the holidays. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it was easier to get both of them in the same place. My point is this. It's not rare to want to shoot your mother in the face on Christmas morning where I come from. It is not rare to want to shoot Pop Pop in the back where I come from. Maybe other parts of the country, they don't feel like that. But in Long Island, if you want to be a man, eventually you got to shoot your father in the back. Now, some people don't do it. Of course, they don't have the money. They're not confident. Maybe they never grow up. But I'll tell you one thing about Dino Jr., the bodybuilder. He's no joke, you know? Now, here's the thing about Long Island. The parents on either side of that house, they're going to be well-behaved. They're going to be well-behaved. If this was as shocking as people say it was, that means that there's other families in that area that are like, fuck, it could happen to anybody. Anybody could get it at any time. Now, this woman ran a dance school. I do not want to be... I'm not even trying to make light of this. It is my shitty job. Occasionally, I may say some things that are... uh, But it is a story that I'm fascinated by. Because I wish to God, I pray, I truly wish... I I I had the strength to kill my parents, but I didn't because I'm weak. I'll admit that to the people listening. I'm weak. I never killed them. They slept in separate bedrooms. I'd have to cap one and cap the other. It was a whole thing. Do they do a a if she survives, and we hope she does? Does the dance school? Do a number to for her to celebrate her life. What's it called in Limbrook Stars? Limbrook uh, Stars with a Z. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are no stars in Limbrook, but perhaps they will do the right thing, which is honor this woman's legacy with a dance. Number. And the number will be to honor her life. You know, which we hope she still has. And I'm just saying, I hope that happens sooner rather than later. The dad and the grandfather have a pretty uh, sketchy record here. What do you mean? Well... The dad and the grandfather. Am I going to get shot for talking about this? this seems Why don't to... you protect me? We could always edit it out later, but since the dad and grandfather were arrested for operating an illegal waste site next to their company's Brooklyn headquarters in 97, and that year that company pleaded guilty to filing fake documents related to a project at Elmhurst Hospital Center in Queens. 
Uh, said they had a $2.5 million contract to build concrete decking for a new wing at the hospital and had secretly and illegally subcontracted the work to a second company for $1.4 million, enabling them to collect a $1 million profit, the Times reported. The scheme came to light after they failed to pay the second company. Wow. Yeah, they're criminals. In the same article, the Atler reported that the company was indicted for racketeering in 1987 for bribing local officials to let them illegally dump construction waste in Jersey. They eventually got off when they paid a $25,000 fine. So Nobody deserves to get shot in the face on Christmas. I don't care what they did. You're telling me their own son whacked them? How do we know that little Dino did it? Uh, the police arrested him because he was, he was fleeing the scene. But I, I, you make a good point here. We don't have any video. Maybe he was going to work out. Did they ever think about that? No, I'm dead serious. Maybe little Dino was stressed out and he wanted to go work out. Well, we have his Instagram here, right? So here's... Do we? Let's get into his head a little bit Let's here. get into his head. Okay, so of course it's... Hey, I'm, I'm Dino. You're in my fucking head now. Fucking traffic. So it's a photo Ugh. of... Here's, we submit this to the court here. This is the picture of him sitting in the car, kind of looking ahead with his watch. Yeah. And the caption says, don't bleed on someone who didn't cut you. And then he has the prayer hands and then the 100. And then he says, dinner to the aftermath. Much appreciated. Much respect. Hashtag thank you. Hashtag New York City. Hashtag New York. Hashtag stay focused. Hashtag fitness. Hashtag fashion. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag grateful. I don't think he did it. I don't think he did it. <laughs> I want to come out and support him right now. I don't believe he did it. He's being framed. I'm dead serious. I, I think he's being framed by a gangland uh, connection. Okay. I believe he's being framed. Hashtag blessed. I don't think he did it. I don't think he did it. I think he's too much of a pussy. I think he's too much of a pussy to shoot his mother in the head. <laughs> I know a lot of people who said they were going to kill their parents on Long Island, and none of them did. You know why? Because we live, because we have the worst generation ever of people that got participation trophies. We got soft snowflakes. None of them raised a hand to their parents. Well, we wish we wish uh, Dino the best. I don't think he did it, and I will support him. And I will the full power of the show will be uh, to support him. Well, his Instagram's still up. I just texted you a link if you want to follow him or support him or anything like that. Let's see. Are there any comments on the post? I can't believe the police haven't taken this down yet in Long Island. They should have taken this. No, down no, leave it up. Iron Bros. Oh, somebody wrote, Bubba's going to love those muscles at Rikers Island. Those killer shoes are just good comedy two hours ago. 16 minutes ago, must be the steroids. Insta blue check goes, DM me to get your blue check. (laughs) Somebody goes, are you the one who tried to kill your parents? I guess those steroids got to your head. Somebody writes, bro, I know a good criminal defense lawyer. DM me. 
That's the best. That's my favorite one so far. Long Island's all about getting the hookup, you know? Mm-hmm. Yo, bro, I know a good lawyer. DM me. Bro, listen, dude. Don't fucking worry about nothing. You shot your dad in the back, <laughs> and you shot your mom in the head on Christmas Day. You need a lawyer, bro. You need a good lawyer. Yo, I know a good lawyer. And then he'll talk about it like he'll go out, you know, for dinner and he'll be like, yo, my boy, dude, he got in some shit. He shot his mother in the head (laughs) and his father in the back Christmas morning. Dude, he only did 20 years because I got him that good lawyer. Dude, 20 years for that? That's not bad. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but this is, you know, it's uh, it's an unfortunate uh, cycle of violence. 50,000 cases of COVID in New York in one day. Retail sales up most they've been in 20 years. You as consumers were in the mood to spend this holiday season with retail sales soaring 8.5%. Over last year, online sales were up 11% and in-store sales up 8.1% between November 1st and Christmas Eve. The increase, which was the strongest in 17 years, does not reflect automobile sales. Customers splurged throughout the season. The boom saw apparel and department stores experiencing strong growth as shoppers sought to put their best dressed foot forward. Americans flocked to clothing, which experienced a 47% increase in sales year to year, as well as jewelry, a 32% increase. The period included several weeks before the Omicron COVID-19 variant spread widely in the United States. Department uh, Department store sales were up 21%, while electronic products experienced... 16.2% 16.2% growth. Wow, so it is a stronger holiday season than I thought. It's a pretty damn strong holiday season. People are back out, they're on they're back in the saddle. They're buying jewelry for the people that aren't dead. People some people aren't dead and they should get a watch. They're buying clothes. They're stepping out. I miss the feeling of going to a Long Island mall during the holidays with my friends and you would buy gifts for your grandmother or somebody. There was something really nice about that. You know, looking at the Christmas tree lights. You know, I mean, you don't really have that because you didn't come from an area where people really put up Christmas lights. Not really, no. No, no, no. I came from an area where people did. They put up Christmas lights, and they shot their mother in the head. <laughs> and I I would never trade where I grew up. But I'm happy that... I'm, like, really, really happy that... Um, things are looking better economically for people. 
people were like, fuck it. We're going to spend money this year. We're going to get a couple of gifts. I don't think I got anyone gifts this year. I got you a little something, a bonus, but a little charity stuff. I don't think I got anyone a gift this year. I don't believe. I won. I didn't get anyone anything. Mm -hmm. I remember one of my tweets once was, another year of not, didn't get or receive any presents. I won. Isn't that winning? But I'm I'm happy that people are out there spending that money. This economy might just, you know, Peter Schiff keeps going, it's going to die. But maybe not. Maybe we just soldier on, march on. We might be okay. It all may be okay. It may not. But it could. I'm excited about the prospects of uh, strong numbers from the uh, holiday rush. Did you get anyone anything? Uh, I got you some gifts. I got yeah. uh, family members' gifts. What I do did you get some charity what stuff. What do you get for people? Uh, for who? Like who? Like, for anyone. Well, like my wife likes the Aviator Nation stuff, so I got her some hoodies from there. I, nice. I got my uh, brother a check. He doesn't really like things, and you know, who? Which, Jace. Oh, Jace. that's oh, that's nice. Uh, I gave Cole some stuff. I gave him some bird dog stuff. Who's a sponsor of ours? Oh, good. Uh, that's really. I mean, a ton, a ton of tons of stuff. That's on the. I cheap. got you a spider book. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. To identify spiders. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Now, you and your wife are, you're stunningly generous people. I donated to charity. How much? You want me to actually tell you? Yeah. I believe it was $1,200. Which charity? Uh, this church that Katie knows for kids who don't have toys on Christmas. What does we that gave, help? Like, I think we did four families at three hundred apiece. What does twelve hundred dollars do? Well, I think I think that was four homes, from what I understand. I think it was four, four homes? times three. Yeah, so it's three hundred dollars for each kid in each home. What do they get with that? I mean, you can get you can get some nice stuff. You can get a Nintendo Hold Switch. On. It's my Postmates. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Mr. Yes. How are you? This is Nick at the front desk. We're just wondering uh, which room you're delivering this to. 741. Thank you so much. Tell the other guy that he's awesome. Sorry? Put the other guy back on. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Thank you very much. I I appreciate everything, sir. Have a good holiday. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Here, you see what I just did? That's better than money. Mm. That's reaffirming someone's human dignity. Do you understand the difference between me and you? That you just write a check and I actually tell people, thank you. That's the difference. That's the difference. If you had to say what the difference was, mm -hmm. that's the difference. Um... I sent Michelle $500 over Zelle because she was doing something like that mm. uh, for the kids. I don't know if she was able to get the money. So I believe I'll have to cancel it. But, you know, 
I just, it's a lie that you're, that the kids get $300. I don't, I know it's real. It's a real no, thing. I don't think it's Call real. Call my wife. Because what, what, you give them $1,200 mm-hmm. and then the organization goes and they buy two presents for each kid. They buy a water gun and something else. <laughs> Straight up. The presents cost $8 each. Okay. That's $16 per household. They take the rest of that money. Okay, mm-hmm. and they fucking pad their own pockets, truly. Which is why I do direct charity like what I just did on the phone. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny. It's literally affirming someone's human dignity. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm donating ten thousand dollars to Dino Tomaselli. <laughs> I'm paying for his lawyer. You know why? Because I believe everyone in America especially people from Long Island, deserve, they deserve an adequate defense. Mm. Did you meet any of the kids that you supposedly gave gifts to? No. Interesting. I don't even know their names. You don't know their names? No. And you don't know anything about this? You just wrote a check? Yeah. My wife told me that we should do it, and so I did it. Well, Michelle texted me. And she said she was doing something similar. And I, I sent her $500 on Zelle. And she couldn't get it, so I had to cancel the payment. But it doesn't matter. Do you understand? Yeah, because you still did it. I did it. Yeah. But I will get my money back. <laughs> I've been trying to do charity for 10 years. Can you get the, the chicken nuggets? Yeah, yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad. I don't I don't even like to it's bad karma to make fun of you know dead people and shit but they're not dead. So everything will be fine as long as everybody remembers that the the holidays are about love and that from very hard situations we can find the love. This kind of reminds me of like Jerry Springer. Remember Jerry Springer would do like the the thought of the day and it would have nothing to do with the show. The show would be like lesbian uh, midgets like fighting each other. And then Jerry Springer would be like, sometimes we're tested. <laughs> and in those moments, it's like, Jerry, what the fuck are you talking about? People are mad at uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie. What is it about grooming, age gap? What's happening? Yeah, I saw uh, the infamous Charlotte Clymer is mad about it on Twitter and some other uh, But other people. people are mad about it. Yeah, some other people are mad about it, but I mean, it's like... What is it again? So, He's 15. So uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son is 15 in it, and the lead singer of Haim is 25 in the movie, and uh, the, it's a love interest. So the right. age gap is 25 and 15, and you can see where people have problems from there. Yeah, but are they fucking? I do not believe they have sex in the film, no. It's just like it's a cute little... It's a cute little, you know, high schooly romantic thing. Well, is it cute if someone's twenty five and someone's fifteen? I mean, is if that it's, cute? Well, I think the argument is that if it's a girl, is the older person, and then the guy is the younger person. No, I understand that, but if I made a movie where I was dating a fifteen year old when I was twenty five, would that be cute? It could maybe be done in a cute way. I don't think so. It is a little. We got to stop doing that. Can we agree to that? Yeah. We got to stop doing that. It's not college and senior year of high school. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. 25 and 15. Hey, we got to stop doing that. Right? 
Am I wrong? Why I'm, are you giggling? I'm not going to argue against this. I, mean, I think we got to we got to slow it down a little bit with that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm saying truly, I truly believe it might be time, in light of what we know about the world and the amount of children that are abused with impunity. Like maybe it's time to just like stop romanticizing that kind of chasm. When somebody's 15, when somebody's 18 or 19, they could do whatever they want. They could bang a 75-year-old, inherit their fucking house, and they should. But when somebody's a 15-year-old and they're a child, I don't know. Yeah, I, so this is uh, what I think P- Paul Thomas Anderson's thing is he's trying to make it hunky-dory in the movie. From what I've read, because I haven't seen the film yet, but it's supposed to be a hunky dory cute thing. Meaning what? Meaning, you know, those kind of relationships you've seen where like the little boy is into like the babysitter or whatever, and it's kind of cute. It's like, oh, it's kind of. I, I understand that. I understand that. But fifteen, it's not a little boy. That's a it's a a child who's going through puberty mm-hmm. or has gone through puberty. And then the girl's 25? Yes. But is there, are they having, are they hooking up? I don't believe they hook up, but let me, let me figure out exactly. Yeah, but I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's a big deal. I'm not saying that you, like, it, it, I'm not saying that this is, uh, you know, should only be released on the dark web. <laughs> I'm just saying that you, you can't, you know, enough with that. That's why I didn't do Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name was originally, I was cast in it. Mm. I was one of the leads in Call Me By Your Name. I was playing the 17-year-old, Elio, and they gave it to Timothy Chalamet. But originally, they it was slotted for Timothy Dillon. And Army Hammer's role was going to be played by Wendy Williams. And imagine how much better that movie was going to be. Have you figured out yet? Yeah, so I know in the trailer she shows him his tits. But uh, upon Googling this, it seems TikTok is is having a frenzy with this film. Uh, It says TikTokers are accusing Licorice Pizza of pedophilia. And uh, this writer says that everyone needs to calm down about it. But TikTok is just going absolutely nuts. They are are very upset about this. Because Alana is 25, Gary is 15... People are viewing that the relationship dynamic is, is predatory and abusive. Well, somebody who's 25 cannot show their genitals to a 15-year-old. Their their tits? Well, that's, Their boobs? I mean, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I know that this is the whole argument like, well, if the kid fucks his teacher, he's cool. Right. But it does fuck up men. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as much as women who are taken advantage of, you know? Well, what about this? What if he's? It's being true to the era because it's it's set in the nineteen seventies. Is that fair? If I make a movie, okay, about a slave having a relationship with a white woman, okay, okay, and her teaching him how to read, <laughs> and then and I and it's true to the era. Would I be surprised if it was poorly received? But do you see what I mean? Yeah. How that might be a problem. 
or maybe people will be upset about that. And I go, well, it was true to the era. You know? It was true to the era. Perhaps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying you should ever not tell a story. Or, you know, I'm, I'm, I started this talking about the, the McKay film saying, which I've not seen, full disclosure. But, you know, there's a lot of strong feelings about it. I don't think you should ever, like, not tell a story because it's not politically correct. But I think at the same time, you might want to, you know, balance that by not ever giving anyone who's 25 the idea that it's ever, like, okay to, like, flash a 15-year-old. PTA has a rebuttal here. Okay. In the New York Times. So those, them, them, those, if he was ballsy, his rebuttal be them kids is tasty. <laughs> okay. So he says, uh, in regards to the age gap, PT. I love when M&Ms make the ice cream different colors. Yeah, that's fun. The food dye, the. Do your job and okay, read the yeah. quote. So in regards to the age gap, it says there's no line that's crossed and there's nothing but the right intentions. It would surprise me if there was some kind of kerfuffle about it, because there's not that much there. That's not the story that we made in any kind of way. There isn't a provocative bone in this film's body. He might be right. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, TikTok seems to be going like kind of the pizza gatey way with it, with the whole thing. What are they saying? Well, I think they're just, I, I haven't got on TikTok about this, but usually what it evolves into is like them zooming in on a frame, showing like a Nambla logo. Is that Rambo? <laughs> is Rambo giving it to him? <laughs> hey, ma'am. Regardless, I don't know if the film's that good anyway. And I mean, his last three haven't been that good. So Why don't you make a fucking movie? It's hard. I'd like to. Yeah, I bet you would. About what? Going and lying? <laughs> the Ben Avery Liathon? I can barely afford a fucking condo because I pay you very well. You and your wife, way too much money. Way too much. This is the narrative now that you pay my wife, too? I pay <laughs> way too much money. And I can't afford a condo in Miami, if it's like hard, mm-hmm. it's like difficult to afford a condo because I've supported you and your wife and your family, your entire family. <laughs> and now I have to pay for the legal defense of Dino Tomaselli, who's innocent until proven guilty. May I remind everybody? Tomasetti. Tomasetti. Who gives a shit? Just like Paul Thomas Anderson, innocent until proven guilty. Is he uh, being held right now on bail? Yeah, he's being held. And uh, he, they won't really know what to do with him until, you know, he won't, you want my spoon? Give me your spoon. Yeah, there you go. There you go. They won't really really know what to do with him until the uh, condition of the parents is known. And as you know, since you were on a you were in a jury, that, that that's important in terms of the uh, the sentencing here. 
So, do you know it's it's kind of a day by day thing here? I'm guessing the Trimbalone got him though. All the Chinese steroids just made him go insane. He's five foot nine, two hundred thirty five pounds. Man, he looks insane. You blame it on the Trimbalone? That's what you're doing. I'd blame it on like the Chinese chemicals he's putting in his veins. Yeah. It's always someone else, right? China, Trembolone. It's never that he made a choice to shoot his mother in the head. What a rough way, man. Christmas. I wonder what sparked it. You think they had an argument Christmas morning? Like on the phone and then he drove all the way from Williamsburg? Well... You know, like, what do you think it was that that preceded him um, trying to murder his parents? Probably has something to do with an inheritance, right? Because you look at the age of the parents. They're 64 and I think 65, respectively. Yeah, but they're not. Why would it be an inheritance? I mean, no one's dying. Well, if they're they're letting him know that they're not going to either give him the dance studio or the, the waste management uh, thing that the criminal dad's doing. Maybe he's getting cut out. I don't think out. it was anything like that. You, you watch too many movies. This is why I'm the helm of the show. Mm-hmm. Because you watch too many films, and you don't really know how real life works and operates because you were raised in a chicken coop. You know what I mean? And everybody you know, like, you know is like a goat herder. So I'm going to have to, like, remind you of how actual the world's the world works, okay? That's probably not what happened. It was probably a very, like, spur-of-the-moment thing. He probably had the gun in his car. They probably got into an argument. I don't know what it was about, but it was probably very hot-headed, hot-tempered, quick. I don't think he was going over to demand that he was be given the dance studio. You know? But I don't know what the fuck happened. But I don't think it's all about Trembolone. You think it is. Well, these people, they, they like, kill their families. They burn their houses down you with know, their I wives You know, I understand inside. that, but I'm saying that, like, it could have been that. He probably had roid rage. But I also think the parents were not blameless. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. The parents were not blameless. Rarely are Long Island parents completely innocent. You know? We know they're criminals. They might have been getting on them. Maybe Paul Thomas Anderson should make a film about this. Stop making these hunky-dory cute films about the 70s and the suburbs. Why don't you make a movie about the suburbs now where people on Trembolone kill their parents? (laughs) Because that's the suburbs now. People on Trembolone killing their parents. How about you make that hunky-dory? Hey, Adam McKay, how about you make that movie? Don't look up. Why? Is there a meteor? No, my son's on Trembolone, and he's got a gun. How about making that film? My roid rage son's trying to kill me and my husband again. 
TimDillonComedy.com for all uh, live dates. We don't know uh, what's going on with the Omicron and everything, but um, we'll, we'll announce some more dates as we have them. Uh, see everybody in San Diego this weekend or next weekend, whatever, Wednesday through Sunday. Those shows are sold out. Uh, uh, tickets available for, I believe, our third show that we've added at the Paramount in Long Island. Um, and Camp Basie Theater in Red Bank, New Jersey at the end of the month of January. Everybody stay safe out there. Everybody's getting uh, infected with Omicron. Uh, so. Toronto's moved to February 25th. Toronto will now be on February 25th, and that's as per Toronto. They shut down, went to half capacity for New Year's. So, um, yeah, so uh, for New Year's, we will not be in Toronto, which sucks. But... What is fun is that we're going to be on Tremolo. <laughs> Tim J. Dillon, D-I-L-L-O-N, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you've not heard the latest episode with Joe Rogan, we had such an amazing time. I explained um, the metaverse to Joe, and he explained Ivermectin to me. Great episode. Everybody loves it. And um, that's on Spotify. Also, uh, this is one of our final audio-only episodes. We'll be back in the studio, um, our new studio, in January. Right? Yes. That's right. So we're very excited about that. So this is one of our final audio-only episodes. We know you don't like the audio-only episodes, and, and, and we like to do some video. So we have enough audio on the Patreon. Don't worry about it. We will be back in the new studio, which we're all very, very excited about. Now, the awkward thing about this new studio, it was being designed by Dino Tomasetti. <laughs> so we got to get this guy out of jail, and we got to get him back to working on the studio, because I'll tell you one thing about Tremblone, it really makes him motivated to work on the studio. So we're coming to get you, Dino. We love you, Dino. So, but the studio is on its way. Right, Ben? It's on its way. We, we're not expecting the first week in January, but the, the second Monday in January will be from that studio. And the first week we'll broadcast from the studio that people know of. You know, our... our, our right. Our temporary. Our temporary. In studio. L.A. Well, folks, we've had a lot of fun with you. I hope you enjoyed the holiday. Our Christmases were not really great. It's been very hard. Um, many people's Christmases got fucked up by Omicron or by delayed flights, canceled flights. People are sitting in airports or they're, you know, they get into a, a, a relative's house and they're like, they find out everybody's sick. It's a nightmare. But there's certain places where Christmas still happens no matter what. Like Hewlett Harbor. Where no matter what, the, the true story of Christmas, the true story of Christmas shines through all the bullshit. Anthony Fauci can't stop what's coming. As they say in that, your favorite movie. 
for a movie you like a lot. Uh, no Country for Old Men. And then he Fauci can't, and you know these were like you know this this kid hated Fauci. This guy, mm. he's like Fauci's not going to stop my holiday plans. Dino Thomas said he's like, hey, Fauci's not going to stop me from doing what I have to do. I hope they make a full recovery. I hope next year they're all sitting at Christmas dinner again. And I hope he says something and the mother's like, you shot us in the head last year. And he's like, you got to keep bringing that up. You got to keep bringing that up. I can't fucking believe you. You got to keep throwing that in my face that I shot you and dad last year. I was having a bad day. I was on Trembolone. <laughs> Do you want to confess to lying about COVID before we, we go? I want to know if this is a bit that you think I'm lying about it. It's not a bit. <laughs> it's a it's a, the reality that we are now new new things are coming to light every day about the way you're behaving. You said that your wife had COVID for like an hour. I believe she she still might have had COVID. Right, actually. but I mean, do you, do you see where we're at now with you with just the constant like gray area that you live in but in terms th- of truth? This isn't me. This is the times we're living in now. Oh, is it? Yeah, because things are just so crazy. The so d- it wasn't the Nazis. It was just the times they were living in. Because when you lie and and say that you have COVID. And you're like, I'm so sick. Here's the way it happens. <laughs> okay. Okay, ready? Okay. You're at home with your wife. Mm-hmm. And you go, now, you hear a call. And it's me, right? Okay. I'm going to do what you're doing up until the call. And then when you grab the call, okay? Am I calling you from San Francisco? Like you're on the road already? No, you're doing nothing. Just sit there. Okay, okay. I'm calling you. Okay. Now, you're sitting there with your wife, and you're going, uh, you're going, um, yeah, fuck that fat fuck. (laughs) We're going to get all of his money. And then you're like, oh, speak of the devil. And then you're like, hello, I'm sick. I can't even, like, do anything. Like, my stomach hurts. I feel sick. Maybe I should get more money. Should I have more money? I know you've given me a lot of money, but maybe I should have more of it. All right. Thank you for all your help. I really I really appreciate it. Click. That fat fuck thinks I'm sick, but I'm not. I'm faking it, and we're going to steal all of his money. That's kind of what happens. That's really the reality. You know it's the reality. Yep. <laughs> what? You want me to... Well, I'm just trying to connect A and B in my head, right? So, like, how does me getting COVID mean getting all of your money? Like, I'm in my head... You, like you, you increase my sympathy for you. You make me feel bad for you. So I, I get your guard down so then I can attack? You're, you make me feel bad for you. Mm. And that's what you do. You build sympathy. 
you cooking it up. <laughs> Just like you called me and go, Katie's sick. She said she's isolating and we don't know what to do. You and her had something cooked up. You try to cook something else up. But then you decided that it, it's all house of cards with you and her. You and your wife are Francis and Claire Underwood. And Claire. Yes, you are Frank and Claire. Claire. Yes, Francis. Claire. No, I'm kidding. You're a janitor. <laughs> and that, and I, I don't. That's not negative to janitors. It's negative to you. Um. TimDillaComedy.com for all your Trembolone. We're selling Trembolone now. Only if you kill your parents. First uh, shipment of Trembolone free if you videotape yourself killing your parents <laughs> and then tweet at me. <laughs> Don't do that. All right, good night.